Haley, what's it like to be a male in this field? I don't know. I'm not a boy. Good point. <laughs> Let's ask one. Hi, I'm Melissa Joseph. I'm a certified speech-language pathologist. And I'm Haley McCute, and I'm a certified speech-language pathologist assistant. And we're the Pediatric Speech Pals. Welcome back. Hey, welcome. Thank you for clicking on the video or listening to us on our podcast. Don't forget to um, subscribe to, or if you're not watching on YouTube, and to follow us or you yeah i think it's follow on podcast and yeah um also if you are leaving a comment this specific video was inspired by a comment that was left asking us about males in the field um so if you have a topic that you want us to cover or a question in general you might just make it a topic um because this was a great one Mm mm-hmm yeah. So, so hopefully um, you enjoy this podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> so today we have a very special guest. Um, he's my f- friend from graduate school. Yay. And his name is Matt. Woo-hoo. And he's going to be talking about all about the life of being a male SLP mm-hmm. and what that entails for him, if there are any differences. Um, but listen along. Yeah. And we'll be excited to find out. I'm intrigued. I don't have any male friends. In the field. In the field. Yeah. So I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I know. I think it'll be um I think it'll be interesting. I'm very interested here. Obviously we're not a male and we know the female perspective and we didn't feel like we wanted to speak for the male perspective. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's why we invited our first guest on our podcast. Woo! So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Hi Matt. We're excited to have you. Thank you for joining us today. Of course. Oh, so why did you become an SLP? What made you want to be in this field? Um, to be completely honest, uh, my mom wanted me to do a medical field. She wanted me. She wanted me to be a nurse, of course, because I'm Filipino. Um, I didn't want to <laughs> do that really. Um, but I did want to do something medical field, so I was like, "All right, let me look into therapy." So then I looked into PTOT, and um, I didn't re- even really know about ST. So I looked into PTOT, and I was like, "It looked like a lot of hard work." So yeah. I was like, what's the, what's the easiest of the three of the three disciplines of rehab? So then I saw SD and then I was like, I was like, oh, like, what do they do? All they do is like feed people and see if they, if they choke. And I was like, that sounds pretty chill. And then um, my mom told me about it. Choke. Choke. That's funny like, you found that chill girl. because in my head I was like, ah, choke, <laughs> choking. Right. But then it ended up being pretty complex, like a lot more complex than I thought. So yeah. I ended up shadowing um, an SLP in uh, in a subacute setting <clears throat> at Kindred at my mom's work. So I shadowed her for a little bit and I asked her questions and I was like, it sounded pretty interesting. So I was like, okay, let me look into it. So I shadowed her more and then I started taking classes and I got more into it. And I was like, it's actually a lot more complex. And I just like the idea of like focusing um, the career on like one thing, just like basically yeah. everything right in this function right here. Right. And. And everything else Pretty that comes cool. with it, like brain function and stuff like that, as opposed to like PT or OT, where it's like, I'm kind of like, you know, I have to Everywhere. know about the entire body, which I'm just kind of like, oh, it's a little too much, you know, yeah. <laughs> or like nursing, like, with nursing, like you got to go, like, you have to know everything yeah. about the human body, oh, yeah. like, kind of have to be, you know, you have to like know a lot about it. So I'm kind of just like, yeah, let me just like make my career simple and let me look into it. <laughs> and I got into school cool. and then everything was downhill from there. So nice. that's how I got into it. <laughs> was downhill from there? Well, I mean, up and down. <laughs> <laughs> where did you um, Where did you get your undergrad at? Um, so first, I was in uh, community college. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. So I was there for a while. I was there for like three and a half years. 
And then um, when I finally decided I want to do speech, I decided like my last year at community college and then I got into Cal State Long Beach, nice. which yeah, at the time it was kind of, uh, it wasn't too bad, but it wasn't too bad to get into because not a lot of people were getting into speech. But um, yeah. I feel like maybe me being a guy kind of helped. I don't know, maybe. Um, but I got into Cal State Long Beach. And then when I got in there, there was only me and like uh, two other guys. Um, wow. Did you yeah, transfer directly to this? Sorry, I just cut you off. Um, did you transfer directly to the speech program? Yeah, I went straight into it because I pretty much finished my prereqs. And then I, I jumped right into the, it was communication disorders at Long Beach. Yeah, that's what it was at my school too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My speech and hearing sciences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's cool. That's yeah. cool that you figured it out like while at community college because school's expensive. I know. You saved a lot of money that yeah. way. Yeah. I know. I know. I did save a lot of money, but I mean, it was pretty stressful trying to figure out what I wanted to do. That's true. Especially oh, yeah, at that facts. age. And I'm like 18. Like, all I want to do is like party and. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> my, Way my, my, a whole bunch of other things on your mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so. I mean, it's hard, anyways, to push people. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so, it's so, this feels so specific too. I mean, you really got to just know that you want to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, you were I lucky too lucky. that you were kind of introduced introduced to it and were able to do that job shadow too. Cause I think that, oh, that yeah, helps. definitely. Yeah. Because I tell like my other friends too who were like trying to get into nursing or trying to get into other careers and like, what the hell is speech language pathology? Like, so like they always they always thought like yeah. I was gonna do like speeches like like I would yeah. like, <laughs> like actual presentation speeches I'm like no that's not even it no. like, <laughs> yeah, not at so. all I'm not a Toastmaster yeah even today when people ask like what do you do I just I'm like I, I make sure people eat safely yeah <laughs> that's, 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 that's really important yeah yeah it like, is hard oh, when people cool. ask they're like so you help people enunciate and why do they have to say it like that every time i'm like no, <laughs> no. sometimes but no <laughs> not really um yeah. yeah so i guess um maybe let's talk about what you do right now mm. and kind of like what your day in the life of matt at the job is <laughs> oh man i do a lot i do i've oh, managed I'm excited. to like because you're a medical so SLP. Much. So we can just like preface that. Um, Matt is a medical SLP versus mm-hmm. like the um, pediatric, yeah. obviously. We both work in route. pediatrics. Yeah. So um, it's a little different, obviously, but still same premise, things like that. Um, so yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. Tell us. Okay. So I first started with um, this company called Interface Rehab. That's where I did my CF, my CFY. Um it was actually, uh, it was a really good experience because my, uh, my supervisor was really good. He was also a male. He only did oh, medical cool. field. Yeah. Well, in, in, I feel like in the sniff setting, there's a lot more guys. There's a lot more. Oh, are males. they? Yeah. In this, in medical setting yeah. or in, like hospital setting, it's a lot okay. more women, but, um, in a sniff subacute, it's a lot more males. Um, yeah. so I, I finished my CFI with them and I was bouncing around. It was hard at first cause I was bouncing around like like three or four different facilities um and then there's like a bunch of loopholes i was just trying to get through um for your cf for my cf throughout my cf yeah like one of the one of the buildings i was my main building i was working at like they lost a contract with the rehab company so i had to look for another building i was going around to pomona yeah covina uh what else what was i mainly in pomona covina chino just around that area but i ended up settling in covina that's where I, I finished like the last six months of my um, CFY. So I was there for a while. It's a SNP. It's also a subacute. I learned a lot in the subacute mainly because um, there's actually some pretty good subacute people that 
that would come in there. So I learned a lot with trait bent PMB stuff like that. Do you then, real quick? Do you want to define for the people who might not know what SNF is and what oh, subacute yeah, is? Oh, so SNF is a skilled nursing facility. It's kind of where people go after like a hospital where if they're not safe to go home and they still need a little bit more care, then they go they go there. Okay. Or some people tend to stay there long term and like you know for whatever reason like other family members can't take care of them. Um, a subacute is something similar, but um, they have Tra uh, tracheostomy and a, and a ventil or a ventilator that's helping them breathe. Um, okay. This can range anywhere for people staying from like another two weeks to like pretty much like the rest of their life. Um, but every SNF's different, every subacute's different. Um, yeah, the, the amount of time people stay there like varies. But at the at Covina, yeah, some half the building there people would stay like for like long term, and then the other half where like people would stay would come in and out for like maybe two months to a month to okay. a few weeks. Mm -hmm. yeah cool yeah yeah that will be helpful <laughs> i'm yeah. sure some people are like what is that what are all these acronyms <laughs> yeah i know there's a, there's a lot there's different levels of care it took me a while to learn too um oh, i bet but, yeah. yeah there was well, there was a cool. lot of yeah there's a lot of learning on the on the on the way a huge yeah. learning curve after college so well that's yeah. cool okay so you're talking about how you were the last uh, you said what was it pomona or covina was where you ended up covina. that's where you left yeah. off and then so what happened with, after? yeah I'm not with that company anymore. So I switched over to a new company. Um, and now I work, <clears throat> my full time is at a SNP subacute in Montclair. Um, so I do that. That's my eight hour um, every Monday through Friday. And then um, on my lunch break, I for per diem, I jump over to Montclair Hospital, which is right next door. They pretty much just text me if there's any evals. Um, so I go over there. Each eval takes me anywhere for 45 minutes to an hour. And this is a cute setting hospital. So okay. I'll see anyone from the ER into the ICU to uh, the med surge unit. Um, same thing. Either they have a trach or they're just um, ready to go home or um, they're just trying to see if the, 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 the per person is safe to eat or not. So that's yeah. an acute setting. I don't really do okay. a lot of treatments there. It's more so just like evaluations. Like, is he ready to eat? Is he not ready to eat? Sometimes I'll pick him up and be like, okay, I'll see this person two times a week to see if he has potential to start eating and stuff like that. Um, okay, cool. So I do that per DM. Uh, that's was pretty much on call um, throughout the week. And then I work at another SNF in Claremont on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I go there after work. So then I'll go wow. over there. Yeah. Busy that, guy. Wow. Um, that one's actually pretty chill. Um, it, it pays a lot. So that's why I'm, I'm keeping that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I think yeah, IQ is the Monday highest paid category. I think it might be. Um, yeah, actually, SNF is the highest paid. SNPs. Oh, oh, SNPs yeah, yeah, yeah. Do? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. SNPs pay the most. Acute care, uh, yeah, yeah. it, it, it kind of varies. varies. Some pay a lot. Some don't pay as much. Um, but definitely more stress is at the acute care. Yeah. Is it a lot of sad? Like, do you see, do you have like less reward working in acute versus like in pediatric? I feel like we're pretty much all reward. Not always, but like, mm -hmm. is it more like these kids, like these adults might not have rewarding outcome at the end or they're on their last leg what would you say um, typically, at a sniff you see a lot more of that um but at the sniff that i work at i see a lot more like potential like at montclair the, the sniff over there is really good for speech therapy um i've i've helped a lot more people than yeah. I, than all the other sniffs that i've worked at before um i've helped a lot of people go from like npo to po which you don't really see a lot in SNFs, but at Montclair, like, I see a lot of good potential over there. That's why I like yeah. staying over there, and I don't want to lose that job because 
Um, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a great learning um, experience over there. That's um, so cool. It's a hospital. There's a lot of NPO and PO. Can you define that for people too? So um, NPO means like nothing for oral for whatever reason. Like they're not safe to eat. Um, yeah, anything where it's like the doctor says like, hey, he can't take anything through the mouth. No medications, no water or anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. And then PO means per oral where you could, where I, like the nurses or anyone's able to get um, food or whatever, whatever's allowed that pretty much I say is allowed. Or the doctor can make the order like, oh, PO only for medications or PO only for, for uh I don't know, whatever it could be. But then obviously I go, yeah. they call me if they want like further like evaluation, like, oh, is he able to eat? Is he able to take um, solid foods or does he need thick and liquids or does, can he do medications through the mouth? Um, stuff like that. That's yeah. cool. Super interesting. It's yeah. very different, but um, very different. But I, I'm loving hearing about it yeah, from an actual person than in, in a book. Yeah, <laughs> I know. right? Yeah, it definitely wasn't. Um, exciting going through undergrad or grad school hearing about it so even in grad <laughs> yeah. school we didn't really do i mean i guess we did kind of a lot of uh medical stuff but yeah when yeah, you did a lot of those class, like it's it's not it's not yeah exciting. i mean like i yeah. i'm like i read all that you're talking about but i've never firsthand talked like talked to someone mm -hmm. knowing about this field because the first place i shadowed she was a sniff and before when i was like you i shadowed before wanting to get in this field and she was like yeah i just like help people on their last leg like giving them their last medication oh, yeah so some, yeah and i was just like, are oh. like that yeah it, all sniffs vary like there's most sniffs are like that where they, yeah people are on their last leg and you're kind of just like kind of you know, putting them in comfort care and just trying to see like what's the best and like most comfortable for them to be in. Yeah, yeah, that that can get kind of depressing, but like yeah. all the all these sniffs, like they vary a lot. So, well, um, and there's a lot of change in between, like the in hospital, like inpatient, and then mm -hmm. from where you go, oh, like yeah. the definitely. so like there's a lot of change that can happen. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely some rewarding experiences, like you said, where you're like you mm -hmm. you get a lot of clients who are yeah you know, who have like or, yeah. I guess That's patients why I like for you. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah That's i get a lot cool. of people where they, they're still able to eat and like i'm pretty much just like that extra push to help them get back to eat like fully eating or yeah um whatever it is that they can take which is awesome and, and i think exciting. that it's such an important role like it really is such an important role and i think um it's so scary like yeah, it really wow. like you really are like uh, in my opinion <laughs> I'm, I'm scared i remember in grad school man was like this I is cool I, yeah i, I, I think scared. it's pretty important like I, who it's a very important role i want to eat like it's crazy absolutely yeah i really i really had to advocate it for a lot because the last speech therapist that was there like um she she was a dor she couldn't really do much in terms of speech therapy but like people didn't really think um like speech therapy mattered until like I finally came in, they're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, okay, like yeah, we people, need this. you know, they, all, all these people are requesting it for diet changes. All these people are requesting this, like people that were NPO on um, on trach and vents. Like, oh, this person's starting to eat, like, or they want to eat, they yeah. want to you know do this and that. Like, they didn't really realize like how important it was until like someone starts advocating for it, and it's just like that's cool. that, that's what I really learned in grad school too. And I was like, I, I don't really think I had to push for that. I think people yeah. want to eat, but then yeah, when you get into the medical field, a lot of people don't really think I'm that important. Oh, Interesting. Yeah. Um, wow, I never would have thought that. I wouldn't have either. I would have been like, "Well, yeah, of course, we need to speak, we need to eat, we need to swallow." We need or to even do all like these cognitive, because you you also work on cognitive. Yeah, cognition too. But because like I don't know, like when when the loved one goes in, like the family, the the the, the main thing people care about is like, is he gonna walk? Is he? Yeah. You know, yeah. Can, he, can he put on his shirt? Can he change? Can he do? Can he go to the bathroom on his own? You know, like the last thing on their list is can he eat? They just want the person to be yeah. safe. But like. If I go in there, I'm like, hey, he has potential to eat. Like, I think I can get yeah. him back to eating. And, then and it's they so start, important for quality oh, of life. 
yeah. 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 Just, I'm sure it's because like the doctor at the previous hospital or someone tells him like, Hey, he's not safe for eating, but like yeah. over time, like, you know, they can get better. And then that's when it takes for someone to be like, Hey, like I see potential in this guy. I think he can start eating. Um, yeah. And then that's when they start thinking about it, like, Oh damn. Okay. Well, well, what can you do about it? And then that's yeah. when, you know, that's when I come in. Okay. But if I'm not oh, really yeah. pushing for it, all they care about is, Oh, can he walk? Can he, can he get up and yeah. can he get out of bed? Which I mean, I understand if you're not in the medical field, like that's all you can really think about. Like, yeah. But you need to be, you need to have nourishment to be able to, I mean, maybe they will be able to walk, but if you're not, well, because you can do it, you can get, um, like strength, but you also, like feeding tubes and stuff. So you can, true. Yeah. Some people think like once they're on the G tube, like that's it. Like they can't eat anymore. It's like, that's a game over. It's like, okay, for the rest of their life, they're on the G tube and no one's really pushing, like, hey, you know, in a a month or or so, like their swallow function can, can actually get better and they can actually start eating again. But, you know, no one's really pushing for that at the time. Well, that's yeah. cool that you do that. Yeah, that's also another important thing is being able to advocate like that. That's cool. That's really important. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I did have a question. So you mostly only work with adults, I'm guessing. You don't publish yeah, any peds. Do peds ever come in that need similar no. things? They, they go to they go to like a children's hospital, which I'm yeah. too scared to touch. Yeah. <laughs> so is, is there, I don't know anything is, about kids in, you know, in that setting. <laughs> I didn't. I don't oh know. God. I'm not too good with kids. I mean, I had fun with kids in grad school, but yeah, I was exhausted. It was like, yeah. I feel like most of the time, it was like I don't know. It was like trying to get the kids to be like be be creative to get the kid to like want to yeah. do things that you know I, I yeah. wanted to do, but. I sucked at that. I was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's different spots for each person, you know. Oh man. Well, I guess we should get into a little bit. Well, now that we know a little bit more of the setting you're in, which is so cool yeah. and completely different from what we do, uh, I guess we want to know the differences between being a male versus a female. So you mentioned yeah. that there are a lot of males in SNF. Um, mm-hmm. Is it still female dominated? Do you think, like being um, in that setting, in a hospital, acute care? it's female dominated dominated but then in um yeah in the sniff i would say it's like from what i've experienced i i can't really speak on anyone else i would say it's like probably like 80 percent males and then 20 percent or maybe you know like yeah 70 70 30 yeah there's definitely a lot more guys in um wow i didn't know that yeah Mm -hmm. i didn't know that either but yeah when i go to the hospital um yeah it's I, I think I've only met like one or two um, guys that worked in acute care, and then the the rest that I know are are um, women. Interesting. Wow. Um, what do you? What are your feelings about? Like, does that change your viewpoint on it at all? Do you ever feel like different because you are a male working in the female dominated dominant? No, de- definitely not. Um, I feel like the biggest part was when I was in school like undergrad and grad school because like obviously I'm new and I, I I don't really know much about the field yet and I go into you know a classroom and it's all and it's all women I'm just like oh my gosh I can't yeah. really, <laughs> what do I do you know but then I mean like after going through it like through undergrad and grad school like being around like women all the time like yeah going into work it's like nothing it's like it's fine yeah you know? it, it doesn't bother me at all at work anymore um That's cool. because I mean I in the rehab team it's um like it's like 50 50 male female and then obviously even in, in like the nurses and like the whole like the whole hospital staff it's like yeah it's like 50 50 like women women male so it doesn't really you know have an effect Maybe it was just in grad school yeah, where it doesn't i was really feel like oh now. my gosh yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but, do you feel like yeah. you got like in grad school do you feel like you got any like i know like maybe internally you were kind of thinking like oh my god so many girls <laughs> but like do, do you feel like you were given different 
opinion or like judgments or anything from other outside people in grad school? From like, like going into class, like, like yeah, like either classes or externships or just like any school settings that you went into because you had, you know, Um, obviously you had to. Honestly, yeah. I mean, going into it, I literally thought like I would get judged like, oh, like you're a guy. Like, what are you doing in this field? You should be in PT or you should be in OT or something (laughs) like that. You know, like, what are you doing here? Like, I thought, but like, honestly, like throughout the whole time, like everyone's helped me. Like, I feel like I've got the upper hand because I was a guy. Like, like, oh, he's the only guy here. Let's help him out. Like every like little circle of like study groups or whatever it was, like no one's ever really yeah no one's ever judged me like or or like been like giving me a cold shoulder because i was a guy or anything like that definitely not um if anything wow. i feel like i got a little bit a little bit of an upper hand because Ooh, yeah it, that's nice. yeah we need men which i feel like yeah, at the yeah. same time which i feel like isn't fair because it's like oh just because i'm a guy like you, you're gonna help me out but like what about that girl over there like you know yeah it's like, but still we need men in this field we i mean yeah. I, in my i'm in grad school right now and i don't have any males no. in my cohort like not a single one yeah well, not even a single male teacher <laughs> so that's crazy i, I mean more yeah. males the merrier it's like you said if there's so many yeah. in sniff setting or in the acute i'm like where are they i kind of feel like it's what you had mentioned in the beginning like i kind of feel like it's what you had mentioned like i think one a lot of people have like preconceived notions already about slps and like it being a female dominated you know field and like oh you know you should just be a pt or an ot or you know kind of like what you were kind of thinking before you're yeah. like oh well it's mm-hmm. not medical it's not things like that but it's like well if you learn a little bit more about the field yeah. you might you know learn that that's not true yeah there's a whole bunch more yeah um well that's cool um did you ever feel like okay i know you don't really work with children but from what I've seen, like I do know males that work in ABA and stuff like that. Did you ever feel that there was certain restrictions for you because you were a male? Like, or even now, I don't know if there's like rules with like when you work with a female, like for instance, um, keeping one, the doors open. Yeah, like one ABA, they aren't allowed to work with females. And I don't know if that's just a, that clinic rule or if that's just a general male rule. I don't know if there's a difference. I don't think so. I've never had to deal with any like specific like um, gender rules for me because I did ABA also for over a year and they never said anything to me. No. Yeah. Um, undergrad, grad school, same thing. And definitely not at work. Like they've never said anything about that. Yeah. So well, that's yeah, I've good. never had to yeah. do anything different. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. That's good. Yeah. I was always curious because that was th- this one this one clinic they had that rule and i had never seen that or heard that before. i've never heard of that yeah <laughs> yeah I've which is kind of, of a bummer i've um, heard of it with the preschool setting because um there for was the bathroom stuff i understand like maybe the yeah. bathroom thing like changing um, diapers and stuff yeah but i don't know mm-hmm. i feel yeah. like it shouldn't matter regardless like why can we change place? yeah i don't think so because i have an, an, another good friend of mine he's an slp also in a school setting you know um where is he i think he's in a middle school and yeah. he's never had to deal with anything. He's never told me anything like, oh, like, cause I'm a guy, like I can't do this or that. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. I like to I hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That is good. Okay. And then, um, I guess like, I want to know if you had any, so specifically to the, um, com- the guy that commented or the male that commented, do you or have any, any s- males, any males yeah. in general, but, um, did you have any good suggestions for males like coming into this field or, or trying to get into grad school? Yeah. What do you think? Success. Um, honestly. Yeah. I mean, like, don't be intimidated by other, by the fact that there's like not a lot of guys. Um, they tend to like, yeah, I mean, if anything, I got the upper hand. I got I got the extra help just because I was like 
the only guy or, you know, I was only one of the few guys over there. Um, what else? Yeah, getting into the field is a lot easier. I mean, no one no one cares about what gender, you know, just because yeah. you're a guy in SLP and you should be this. Like, it, it doesn't matter in the field anymore. I've never no. gotten anything. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, Good. I mean, that's how it should be. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm really happy to hear yeah. that. Which, yeah, yeah, it should. Um, just, just in grad school where I feel like um, you might run into some some people who are like oh you're you only got into in here because you're a guy you need more guys like i feel like that might come like it might be into play for some for some people in some schools because you know how schools are like an undergrad people are really competitive right yeah for sure they kind of want to like i don't know some people are petty like that or like did somebody say that to you that's so sad I know that'd be sad, I, but I the same like, time you're like, so what? Because you know, some people yeah, get I could, a little, I, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Get a little catty and stuff like, oh, like you only got here because you're a guy or something like that. I don't know because people yeah. get you know really competitive yeah. in, in undergrad. So, oh yeah, no, but totally. isn't that what you're trying to do? You're trying to find what your edge is for getting into any school. You're like, what makes me different? You know, what about me is going to benefit me getting in? That's, well, also, I think, um, I mean, there are, I think there are more men than we see in the grad you know, schools. I know. Anyways, when, I don't when think you they're like, that. oh, let's do 50-50. You know, it's like, if you're good, you'll get in, obviously. But if you're not, yeah. you won't get in. So it's just kind of like, I, I mean, I think there's obviously less who apply. Yeah, I but, think a lot um, has to do with it. Like, also, like a lot of people don't really know the field in general. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so even yeah. If, when I explain to my guy friends, they're like, what the hell do you do? Like, <laughs> yeah. They're like, how, how did you even get into that? You know, but yeah. I feel like, but then, like, when I explain to them, like, like, whoa, that sounds like a really cool job. You know, that sounds really yeah. easy. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like if it, if people knew more about it and it was just more advocated for, like, I, I feel like there would be um, more guys in general. Yeah, because it's I think so, really too. Like a known job. I yeah. think in our field as well. I think that if we just, for any of it. Yeah, overall. I, I mean, I will get the stigma that we just help people articulate <laughs> with articulation. Yeah. Or, or stuttering. <laughs> That's like or stuttering. <laughs> any of that stuff we do so way more like just what you said you didn't you don't touch on any of that stuff in your field like you're not helping anyone with an r or an l no no <laughs> i wouldn't even know what to do if it just there's yeah. just so much more to it than just that and i think it's so awesome i'm yeah. so intrigued i'm like want to ask so many more questions yeah it's very because cool. i never get to talk to anyone that is in the setting that you're in, let alone a male. And I think it's yeah. even cooler that you <laughs> uh, say that there's more males or there's males in the field. Um, if somebody reached, I mean, obviously not specifically to you, but like hypothetically, if somebody re- were to reach out to you, you, would you be like open to having them job shadow or would you be more like, oh, let me just like have a call with you and tell you about it when I have time versus like um, a little bit of shadow. both. I'd probably start off with just like a little like phone interview, like, all right, this is what I do. Like, you know, yeah. like every hour of the day. And then if it sounds interesting enough for you and then yeah, come see it firsthand. And then, um, yeah, because I mean, talking about it, like when, when I geek out and talk about like trade and vent stuff, like people are just yeah. like, Oh, cool. You know, I get all excited <laughs> about it. Like even, even in the rehab room, like I get all excited, like, Oh yeah, this guy did PMV and he did this. I can hear his <laughs> voice and he can do a cough. And then like the rest of my rehab team's like, Cool. But I'm like, like I heard his voice for the first time. Like, and he's about to be like, pretty you know? Yeah. That's awesome. But then like, yeah, at first it's like, it's kind of like, yeah, when you, when I talk about it, it's like not exciting. But then 
um, when I like I had this um, other person, this one student that we had, she's a PT in our, in our rehab team. And she's like, oh, I want to see what you do. So she shadowed me to do like a blue dye test, with, like a PMV trial. She was like, oh, yeah, um, I want to see what you do. So then she actually followed me for one of my sessions and she was actually pretty amazed. She's like, whoa, that's actually pretty like, that's pretty yeah. interesting. And it's actually a lot easier than I thought. And I was like, yeah, I love I feel it. Like the <laughs> steps, I feel like the steps may be easy because, um, you know, I think, I think you say easy, but it's not easy. You know, like I wouldn't say that your job is easy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, not no. easy, but I think it's um, simple, when, but not easy maybe. Yeah, but I, I feel like it gets easier over time because like the more yes. experience you have, the You're more, more confident. Um, yeah. The more, uh, what do they say? More seasoned you get. Yeah. <laughs> more seasoned. <laughs> more seasoned. <laughs> seasoned <laughs> you know, the more things you have under your belt, like, like what do they yeah. always say? The more like techniques and stuff like that. Yeah. Or like, like, oh, I've seen this before. I've seen this kind of stroke before. I know, I know what to do. I know how to, you know, what steps to take, you know, obviously you still taper it to like the individual patient, but then like you kind of have a quick guideline of like where, where to go, what to do and what steps to take. So that's cool. It, it is. Yeah. I mean, it. When I explain it to people, I'm like, damn, it actually is kind of complex. But in my head, it's like, I've done this Pretty like 50 now. times yeah. already. Yeah, like, I already know what to do. So it's easy for me. So that, that's why yeah. I like my job. Because like over time, like more experience, the more people you see, and the more cases that you see, it gets easier. That's um, cool. The more confident you are. Yeah. The more confident, and the more easy it gets easier, and it's just like, um, yeah. But then, like when I sit down and really explain like why I did yeah. the certain steps I did. And then, the, and I'm just like, holy crap, I'm over here, like explaining myself for like an hour, like why I did this or why I did that. You know, yeah. I'm just like, it, yeah. it, it actually is really complex, but then yeah. um, in my head, it's, it's easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Simple. I, try, yeah. I, I, I try to always humble myself because, you know, some, once in a while, like I'll get a patient like, oh, this is easy. And then I, I do, I'm like, hold on, whoa, I need to take a few steps back. Like, <laughs> like wait a minute. I, should, <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. I'm kind of scared. Maybe I should put on puree or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us and letting us know mm-hmm. what it's like to be a male. Also, let us know a little bit about the medical setting. Our podcast doesn't ever hear about that. <laughs> yeah. As we just talk about kids. But um, I found it really interesting. And I hope that we... I mean, yeah. I mean, do you have any last minute like additions that you feel like you want to add or anything like that? You don't have to, but or no. Um, I mean, I can't think of anything right now. I mean, if you have any questions, you can always feel free to ask me. I Perfect. love ta- I love Yay. geeking out about it. I'm always talking about it at work, but no one really cares to listen because <laughs> we care. We them. care. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much, Matt. Yeah, of course, of course. If you are ever curious about where we got our research or want to learn more, refer to our YouTube description box where we will leave links to the resources we used. We'd like to thank our producer, David Martinez. If you want more speech tips, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on our Facebook page, follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at Pediatric Speech Pals. Lastly, if you have any questions or concerns, email us at pediatricspeechpals at gmail.com.